Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. 60 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO here with you on a Thursday as we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you at least spending some of the remainder of your morning with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, uh, we're going to hear bottom of the hour, thereabouts, from Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Yes, one more kick at that can. Uh, Nebraska football will throw a little dirt on the uh, Huskers. I don't know if we can even squeeze basketball <laughs> what's worse oh boy Eesh. well the what's worse is you live in nebraska uh but then the, the football and the basketball program hoiberg's got volleyball's tall, really good again well there you go uh but uh, hoiberg's got a tall task in front of him mm-hmm. certainly this year they are not very good uh anyway steven m sipple will do that one final time with sip uh lee sterling's going to join us at ten forty-five. paramount sports dot Com. Uh, his play of the night is actually Thursday night football tonight. The Cowboys and the Bears. What's the number? Three? Right at right three. At three. And I've been waiting to see if any three and a half still pop more back the other way, two and a half. And it's. So it's if there was two and a half, would you play the Bears? I don't think so. Three and a half, you'd be on the Cowboys? I, I, I think, regardless, I just kind of keep monitoring it more than anything. Gotcha. It, it's not going to be a hard play one way or the other. I'll play it because I have a problem. But. Sure. I think I'm probably leaning the Cowboys' way. That, that team is just so talented. Yeah, they're 6-6. Six six six. Six, right. They're 6-6. Six t- six. They haven't beat a team with a winning record. Mm-hmm. This just in, the Bears don't have a winning record. They are also 6-6. Six and six. The good news for the Cowboys, they play in the right division. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it is absolutely abysmal. You know, speaking of that division, I don't want to linger on it, but... Uh, you know, I like good. I like good endings, right? Uh, Eli Manning finally is going to get another start with the Giants before they push him out the door. Instead of just being replaced and him standing on the sidelines for the remainder of his final season in the league, good to see that he gets one, at least one more opportunity, and will do so um, on a pretty big stage on MNF. That's awesome to see. Yeah, uh, and Jones has the bad ankle. He got banged up in the game against the Packers last week. To not only get one more opportunity, or it could turn into a couple, but Mm -hmm. to be able to do it on Monday Night Football, to have the nation watching one final time, see Eli out there, that's a great, it is a great story for him. I agree agree with you. I'm not an Eli fan, I'm not a guy that believes he's a Hall of Famer, anything like that. he's going to get in. He'll probably I think get eventually it. we'll get it. The only way it could be better if he, if the game was at uh, MetLife. What if he was on the Chargers and had the exact same resume? Does he have the Super Bowls? Yes. Yeah, he's in. You think so? I do. I think that New York. 
well, has certainly even doesn't more pull. hurt. But don't forget, it's um, they, they only there's limited voters in that room. Mm-hmm. It's not like they have uh, you know in MLB when there's hundreds of guys that or get he, the Heisman Trophy or the Heisman even. Yeah, no, look at I'm jealous. I, I wish I was one of the thousand plus that had. A you vote. should. If anybody should, you watch as much college football as anybody. Uh, Trent, I'll never understand how they uh, allot the um, the criteria for like all these guys are voting, seeing one game a week. I right. get it. They're covering their game, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know what it's like. You can't see them. Anyways, mm-hmm. I agree. I should, but I don't, um, and I'm not going we'll to linger on that. We'll try to alleviate that. I'll yeah. see what I can do this summer. Well, thank you. I'll work um, some back channels. You know, me and the Heisman <laughs> Committee are real tight. Well, good. Yeah, and yeah. see what you can do. Okay. Uh, so we will hear from Lee Sterling at 1045 in the 11 o'clock hour. Cappy's going to be here. In fact, he's going to lead off the 11 o'clock hour. Look forward to catching up with Cap. Boy, he had fun last night. He was at the DePaul overtime win over Texas Tech, of all things. Um, and he was pumped up to be there. And we're going to spend a couple of minutes on that, but mm-hmm. mostly Bears and White Sox. I said White Sox before Cubs because they deserve the spotlight as far as baseball in the Windy City for what they've done in the offseason. Uh, so we'll do that with Cappy coming up at 11. Former Hawkeye basketball player Wade Looking Build is back on the program today. We've obviously we talked to Wade a lot during the regular season. This will be his first opportunity to, or this will be our first opportunity to pick his brain on what's shaping up to be. I mean, if last night is any indication, mm-hmm. wow, at the top of the Big Ten, pretty salty. Ohio State, that performance was mm-hmm. so impressive. And the way they jumped out, then they, towards the end of the first half, kind of let Carolina back in the game and then took control again. That team is deep. They're yes. talented. They have upperclassmen. They have a great freshman class. This team not only is good enough to maybe contend for that regular season crown as it doesn't look like Michigan State is maybe that peak that many people mm-hmm. believe they were going to be. This team can do a whole lot more. They can, and there's another team that shared the Wednesday night spotlight too, and that's Maryland, and the Terps are loaded as well. Mm-hmm. The, the, those two look like the two teams to me right now. I'm anxious to see Michigan-Iowa tomorrow night. Uh, Michigan got uh, blown out uh, in downtown Louisville. Uh, what was that, Tuesday night, I think, at the Um, uh, the um Center. Uh, they got they got blown out in the basketball game. At least it was a blowout when I was watching. It was so bad I turned, so I don't know if it ended up that way. I'm assuming that it did. Uh, but the Big Ten at the top is really, really good. Good is one of the, uh, or I guess, early lessons that we found in basketball. And then to wrap things up, uh, Alex Halstead's going to be here. We will talk Cyclones with Alex. He was at uh, Hilton Coliseum last night watching uh, the Clones struggle, which wasn't really uh, unexpected coming off that holiday tournament. And, you know, you take a look at the schedule and, you know, you, you think, you see, well, UMKC, that'll be a breather before, you know, and a really good Seton Hall team uh, comes and pays a visit for the second time in, what, nine or ten days. Mm-hmm. I'll see that team. So you can kind of see that eh, maybe not their best effort last night. Did they cover in the end? They didn't. They didn't. Well, unless some people got some different kind of numbers, it went off officially 18 and a half. 19 so, and a half was the opening number, so... They lost by half a point. Lost by a half point. It, it comes down to the wire once again, and as I've told a few people with these huge point spreads, this is going back to Iowa State, one of their early season games. Oh, it was when they are playing the first game, Mississippi Valley State. And I was talking to our friend Mark Charter mm-hmm. over at Charterhouse Real Estate, and boy, I really like... Mississippi Valley State was ranked as the worst team in college basketball by Ken Palm, a couple other metrics out there. If they can't beat them by 34 and a half, dot, 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 and I... I said, what you're going to be relying on here is walk-ons. You're mm-hmm. going to be relying on, yep. are you confident right. 
that these guys are are going to make plays late. That's what it in comes down to. the final three, four minutes of the basketball right. game, you're, that's a great point. And if Prone makes the decision in a game like that, let's give the, the mm-hmm. walk-on guys, let's give them five minutes as opposed Steyer, to two. get in there. Jenkins, you're up next. <laughs> right. Yes. And instead, that's who you're betting. Now, they covered that game. That's a great game. point, Trent. And, of course, Charter had to yell at me because he didn't make the bet because of what I told him. But that's what you're relying on. That's why those huge point spreads in college basketball – I think even more difficult than football. Especially early in the year. Yes, yeah. even more difficult than football with the big numbers. I just I have to stay away from them for the most part. Speaking of staying away, I was all about Virginia last night. Oof. Purdue Oof. has been inconsistent this year, and they're Not hitting threes night. all over the place. That total, though, did you see what it went off at? I did. Yeah, it was uh, 98 or 99 or something. Yeah, yeah, it was right around 100. Right. It opened at 103, kept dropping down. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it got below 100 at some point yesterday. I think maybe 99. What did it go off at? Uh, I'll find the closing number for it. Yeah. But yeah, it was right at that number in the end. Now, of course, the cruise is over. Right. 109 the total points right. in that game. Well, Stefanovic was unbelievable. Did he you was, see him? I mean, yes. Trent, he couldn't miss early in that basketball game. Uh, they got some dudes. This Big Ten, the top of the Big Ten, sheesh. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Ohio State really good. Who, who's the best for you? Is Ohio State for They're number one Maryland? for me, yeah. I'm going to go Maryland still. Maryland's got a ton of talent. It, I trust Chris Holtman more, though, than I trust okay. Mark Turgeon. Yeah. That's what it comes down to to me. Michigan State will be there. They'll yeah, they always are at the end. What was it too much to put on a team that is preseason number one that doesn't have a guy that's even anticipated to be a first round draft pick? Probably, we don't see that happen. Mm-hmm. You can be good, mm-hmm. you can be senior laden, but if you don't have an NBA guy to be the number one team in the country, incredibly difficult for that to happen. Michigan, we'll see. That was a great run in the tournament, yeah. but. Teskey's a nice player. Mm-hmm. You know my love of Xavier Simpson, uh, and, and, and he's. Uh, but didn't he have a real bad half in his life? I think he did. The, the the Louisville game, I mean, I'm not sure, Trent, but I don't. I think he might have been held off the score sheet in the first 20 minutes and then got going in the second half of the Louisville game the other night. But I know you love Simpson, and mm-hmm. I can certainly understand why. Livers, this is yeah. a good team. They got Va- another Wagner. Yes. Yes. Mo Wagner's yeah. uh, little brother, Franz Wagner. I mean, it's even more German Saudi. It's, it's so good. That's going to be a pretty good team. I don't know if they're going to be. I don't think they'd contend for the regular season title, though. I think they're more 13 and 7, 14 and 6 type of team. Still pretty good. Still pretty good, no doubt. We still got to figure out about Illinois. A lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Coburn, that mm-hmm. dude is a monster. Trent, inside. He, he was unbelievable the other night. Indiana, that win against Kofi Florida State. Coburn. I watched a lot of that one uh, two nights ago. I was impressed. I like that Florida State team. Leonard Hamilton's as good as you're uh-huh. going to find what he has done. You know, Leonard, guess how old he is? You know, I have no idea. He's 72. Oh, God, no. I he's, thought he was 58. I was going to say mid-50s. Yeah, he's in his 70s. Wow, I didn't realize that. It, he looks great yeah, he for does. 72 years old. I wonder what and he's doing. That Florida State team, uh, still very talented out there. That was a nice win. First time Indiana's played anybody with the pulse. Still haven't left Assembly Hall. That'll change for them coming up this weekend. Badgers, not very good. Nope. They're a step back. Minnesota's nope. not good. Minnesota's me. The one question I have... Northwestern's been up and down. Mostly down. Yeah. And Nebraska Rutgers are going to be terrible, very good. Terrible. The one team I wonder about, though, is Penn State. Mm-hmm. And Penn State, they have... They're off to a good start. They have stuck by their man. Pat Chambers has got a lot of run at Penn State. 
well, pretty nobody, much anybody nobody's would noticed that they play basketball there for well, the most that's, part. That's the way that it is. But early this season, they beat Georgetown when Georgetown was at full strength, which is a story. Yeah, that, its that's own another right. story, right? The fact that they're still playing some of these kids, or one in particular. They beat two ACC teams, bottom of the rung, Syracuse and Wake Forest back to back, but beat them by 30 and 20. Mm-hmm. At least gets your attention. And guess who they get? The first Big Ten game of Saturday, 11 a.m., Ohio State. Oh, my. Going into Penn State. Now, we got football going on, of course, at that time. But as you're flipping back and forth between Oklahoma and Baylor, maybe get over to BTN and watch a little Buckeyes. I'm with you. Trent, looking for for, selfishly, it couldn't work out any better for the uh, the Big Ten opener for the uh, Hawkeyes on Friday. I mean, 5.30, please? Are you kidding me? That's ideal for crying out loud. Leads right into Pac-12 championship football. Uh, Michigan, Iowa, that that should be a good one. Uh, What's the point spread going to be in that? Any idea? I mean, Uh, According to Ken Palm, Eight is the number that he has right now. Mm-hmm. Iowa, an eight-point underdog in this one. We'll find later this afternoon what it is, but anticipate that's right in there. In fact, actually, with the updated numbers today, has jumped to seven. So Iowa got a little bump after their victory against Syracuse there, and maybe uh, Michigan a pullback. But yeah, seven, eight right in that range. Where would you lean right now? Iowa. You would? I, I'd take the points. you take the I'm points. Not sure. I'm not sure they're going to win. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a close game. Look, Iowa's impressed me the last couple of starts. Trent. They're tough. Yes, they really are. Um, Gars has been a difference maker. Yes. And Frederick, I hope he's able to play. Mm-hmm. I hope this was just a one-time uh, or one-game uh, that he's going to miss. But we shall see. We shall see. Um, Bohannon, how is he going to bounce back after playing, what, 36 minutes in the game? Well, the good news is he got some time off. A couple of days, right. Yeah. It's not a back-to-back like we saw last week in Vegas. That's going to help, but... He's not practicing. He told Chad Leistico after the game, he's really not practicing mm-hmm. anymore because of the hip injury. He's going to shut it down. No, I have, I have no doubt in my mind yeah. he's going to do that. I think that's the right decision because as you talked yesterday, I mean, they're, they're, they're loaded coming back next year. They, they got everybody coming back with the exception of what? Creener and what? One other? And, and Beverly, Evelyn. Uh, yeah. Evelyn. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you. So... I'm taking the points. Taking the points. Taking the points. All right. In the bottom well, line. We'll talk about that a little uh, bit So more Iowa State, did, I didn't see any, of course, it was the last game that was Cyclones.tv. I get it. Uh, for those people who have it, they were able to see it last night. But uh, going forward, there won't be one that uh, um, is difficult to get, assuming you get ESPN+, Plus, which I will. But it was kind of um, up and down, I don't. I, I think. Iowa State didn't play their best. But, you know, did, though. Michael Jacobson, boy, it's a good thing he showed up last night. No doubt. John, he was 8 for 8, I want to say, at one point. I think he missed his final shot of the game. Uh, Bolton was unbelievable from the free throw line. Again, I'm going off the box score on Twitter only. But uh, George uh, Condit, they're, they're finding a role for this guy. They're finding a role for him, and I think he's deserving of such. Um, but now it gets a little; the water gets a little bit deeper Sunday night again. Back to Seton Hall one more time, and we know how big that they are, and they are a legitimate, a legitimate basketball team. So looking forward to that one. And um, a week from tonight, yes, Hawk, right? What's the number going to be on that? Uh, according again to Ken Pomeroy, yeah. Iowa State a three-point favorite. So how does he factor in home court? That is a part of the projections That's there. part of him? Yes. Um, and in fact, looking at it right now, home court advantage, Hilton Coliseum, 4.2 points per game. Okay. That's 12th in college basketball. What's Carver, just for point of reference? It's actually very high. I remember looking at this last year and it, it was surprised me. how high it was, 4.1, hmm. just a spot below 
a uh, t- decimal point below uh, what Hilton is. 13th uh-huh. in college basketball, right behind Iowa State. So I was I remember seeing last year, I think it was in the top 20 then. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't this doesn't measure how many people there, how loud it is. What it basically measures is how a team, how much better they play at home compared to what they play on the road. Right. That's what the quote-unquote home court advantage means, at least with his numbers. So is this his own analytics that came yes. up with that number? Yep. Yeah, it, it takes, I think there's basically a 20-year data set mm-hmm. that it all plays into, obviously weighed more heavily recently and inside the season, the most uh, important that you have there. But that'll fluctuate throughout the year. It changes throughout the year. I love these numbers. I was also looking at some advanced analytics stuff with uh, Iowa and Iowa State basketball. Half those things, you hear a lot when you're watching an NBA game, and I don't know what the hell half the time they're talking about with some of those numbers, but start to dig in, and it at least, for me, helps with what my eye sees. You know, Jordan Bahannon's a bad defender, Mm -hmm. right? And that's never going to change, but how bad is he? And then you can kind of measure, you know, defensive plus minus. Well, he's, he's really bad in that metric compared to other guards in the Big Ten. I like taking a look at that, and at least... Seeing if my eyes see what the analytics see a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Trent, because it seems like it's a lot more work to be a sports fan now <laughs> because of that very reason. Yeah. I, I'm kind of glad that I'm old school and I'm not going to change my ways. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's criteria in hockey that everybody relies on now. It's called Corsi, C-O-R-S-I. I have no idea what it, what, what it means. What I, it measures. What it measures. I don't have the slide. The analytics part of sports, and I guess it's good, and apparently it gives – you and Edge, and you should be using analytics when you're playing fantasy sports. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know I, and and this is why, you know, um, people that seemingly do have so much success when they play in these fantasy games. I mean, I take what I think is the you know the best player at each position, but it depends on matchups all the time, and that's just something that, again, I'm not sure I want to put into work. There is a great uh, an article I'm very interested in reading. I'm going to send it to you here during the break. It's on ESPN.com, and uh, it's on my to-do list for this afternoon. How war is calculated? Breaking down a single play to find out. It's an ESPN.com article from Sam Miller. So war we talk about from time to time in baseball. Baseball, yeah. And we know basically what it measures. Wins above replacement. Uh An average player and how much better over the course of the year. How much better than Mike Trout is than anybody else in MLB. And he has broke the metric because he dominates that metric every single year. But I'm interested to see what all goes into it. Because on the simple basis, basic level, we both know exactly what it says. But what goes into that? What makes Mike Trout so much better than everybody else? The defense, the offense, and all these things combined together. So maybe an interesting read for us to go a little bit deeper inside things. I guess. Uh, well, send it to me. I'll, I will uh, peruse that. Uh, some sad news to pass along. And, and Twitter, I mean, there's enough people on Twitter that uh, have uh, confirmed this and, and have expressed their condolences. But maybe the most well-known sports talk caller in, in Des Moines sports talk history, um, Tommy in Des Moines, passed away apparently. Yes. And I mean, he's been a staple. It's sound off. There was, it, it seemed like, you know, certainly when, when John was doing it and I would speak with John, um, you know, it, it seemed like it wasn't a sound off until Tommy called in, right? The governor. The governor. And it was usually the governor that was... Or or Ferentz's call-in shows on Wednesday night when they when they would take calls. It wasn't an official show until you heard from Tommy. Of course, um, Cyclone Jerry, you know, was one of those guys sure. that um, you know on the Iowa State side of things. But Tommy uh, in Des Moines, and I think Trent, 
I don't think I'm making this up. I think the register did a story on it. They you. did, yeah, years ago. I mean, it's probably a decade back, mm-hmm. I want to say now, something like that. Talked about what he did helping his brother, I think it was. Yeah. A family member that had some health issues that they were going through. A guy that loved the Hawkeyes. Yeah, he sure was did. Unabashed love for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. He'd get frustrated at times, too. <laughs> you think? He would get upset about whatever it was, but uh, a staple. I mean, yeah, if, he if was. You know, sports talk radio, if you know call in shows over the last three decades, Tommy and Des Moines mm-hmm. was a big, big part oh, of it. Oh, no question about it. Uh, since uh, since it started, and even Sound Off, and I, I'm, I'm guessing he was part of Sound Off for, you know, since its inception too, mm-hmm. for crying out loud. But uh, yeah, so so some uh, some sadness. I, I can't claim to know him. You know, spoke to him a few times on the phone, like yep. everybody that sits in this chair has. But probably the most well known. Uh, am I missing anybody? Callers? Yeah, I can't think of anybody. The Cyclone guys. Yeah, Denny and Clear Lake. Denny and Clear Lake's one. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. Denny and Clear Lake. Mike in Waterloo. Television wise, he was when on, on media. He com- also would call into those the Iowa State coaches show a lot. Yeah, yep, yep, he would. Yeah, Denny and Clear Lake, Mike and Waterloo, but still not on the same level, I think, as Tommy in Des Moines. Maybe it's because, well, after all. Tommy in Des Moines. Yes, that helps. <laughs> Indeed, it helps a lot. All right, Sipple's going to be here in a few minutes. Uh, final chat with, with Sipple. Um, look, I, I enjoy our, our conversation with Stephen M. I've known him for 25 years. And um, it's just, I mean, how are they, th- how are they, uh, how are they, I guess, going forward? What, how are they describing what they saw this past season? What, 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 when they're framing this, how are they doing so? I mean, disappointing. Has to be one of them. I don't know. They're not going to a bowl for the third straight year. They won four games the two previous years and yeah. five this year. Is is it setting in over there? How steep? I mean, even for the most hardcore that you know are still living in those. I mean, is it sooner I, or later? Right, reality has to slap you right between the eyes. Maybe they're just saying, "Well, we didn't get the right guy this good time either." Yeah. And with the right guy, we're going to be and right repeat? back there. There's going to be a segment of that population that's going to believe that. And you know what? We have on-the-job training here. Scott Frost is not the guy. We we went through this well too early, but you know we get the right. We go out and get Urban Meyer. And, and there's there's people that believe that that can happen uh-huh. at Nebraska over there. Right. That we, we get that guy in here. We'll be revved right back in 1996. Mm. Here we go again. Didn't somebody write a Christmas carol? Oh yeah, Frosty the Coachman or something. There's, yes, do you think that'll see the light of day this December? Might have some different lyrics. <laughs> My God, Frosty the Coach. They take it serious. I got to give them credit for that. I mean, they they make the sports talk world go around, right? Fans and fanatics um, that are that uh, that are that uh, serious about their the love of their team. But man, oh man, look, Trent, I'm buying stock in Purdue. Wisconsin's not going anywhere. I was always up at the top. Look at what Fleck is doing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Lovey Smith this is a one-year anomaly. I don't know if Northwestern is a one-year blip on the radar, and they're going to get back towards the top. Purdue might be the favorite next I year in the West. I think Purdue has to be considered. Look what they're returning. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Basically everybody. Basically everybody. So where do the Huskers fit in? And you know what? I haven't looked at this. I want to do it right now. I've got a couple of minutes. All right. Apparently Nebraska's schedule next year. Mm. is incredibly daunting. You're typing faster than me. I can hear you there. I got you. I'm a hunter and pecker. 
They open up the season with Purdue coming in. That's game one. Game one. Okay. Central Michigan. Yeah. South Dakota State. Yeah. Cincinnati. Okay, that's tough. Cincinnati, they're they're all right. South Dakota State might be tough for them. Central Michigan might be tough for them with what McIlwain's done there in his first year. Pretty good. Don't tell him that. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. tell him that. That's three wins. At Northwestern. <laughs> yep. Illinois. Okay. I mean, that, that front They half should get off schedule. to a good start, other than Purdue. They get a bye week and then Rutgers. Well, the beat goes on. Now, here's the final five. At Ohio State. Oh. Penn State at home. Ooh. At Iowa. Yikes. At Wisconsin. Oh, my. Gophers on Black Friday. Trent, they better put hay in the barn early, right? You better be 6-1 and one because Holy you macro. might end 6-6. Six go and go six. over that again. Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota? Yes. With mm. three of those games being on the road. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, I'm looking at the TV. This commercial, my God. Have you ever seen blowback on a commercial like this Peloton thing is done? Oh, the Peloton. Holy mackerel. And apparently this is a commercial that has been out. It, it no was idea. out last year. But it didn't have the national run that it's had at this point. People are not happy. What does it matter to other people what I buy my wife for Christmas? Or why would I care what my next door neighbor decided to buy for his wife for Christmas? Why does that matter to us the thing as that- individuals? Why does this we as a society give a damn about what other people are doing? I don't get... This gener- And I'm 61 years old in two weeks, and I get that that's a big part of it. But you know what? I don't have to like it. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> and like it. And you don't it. like it. Right. I can tell What you. if she asked for it? Very well could be the case. For some people, that's what they want. They want exercise equipment for Christmas. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that bothers me about that commercial, that woman is beautiful. Stunning. She was beautiful before she got the Peloton bike. I'll take your word for it. I mean, they show her at the beginning before she gets up on the bike. Right. She's beautiful then. Yeah. So, I mean, what is the husband saying? You know, honey. Maybe she wanted to actually... Just because you get a bike doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. I walk every day. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get my heart moving. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand But there is a ton of blowback. Oh, my God. The stock has just fallen through. Awful announcing has an article about that. I read it. Yes. I read it. Crazy. Uh, Stephen M. Simple joins us next. Miller and Condon take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 14-14-60-KX. You know, Stephen M. Simple, like the uh, football team, has thrown in the towel on the season. It's over. And has elected not to join us here uh, today, at least at this point. He was so excited yesterday when I spoke to him, too. Really? Oh, he loves doing it. He, He really does like coming on in Des Moines with us so. well that's fun absolutely maybe well, we'll run them down during basketball season um they play them twice right i think don't the hawks have the oscars twice a double play I this year think for that they one do. boy i'm fingers crossed i hope they do they have them yes I uh, so. tuesday january 7th that one in lincoln and then home saturday february 8th good the hawks good that'll help there's two wins there's two wins absolutely they have minnesota twice Gophers, of course, coming up on Monday, yeah. and yes, Sunday, February sixteenth. Keeps 16th. getting better. Uh, should that. I press my luck? Do they? How many times they have Wisconsin? The Badgers. That is a single play this year. They get Penn State twice, which normally is good. Yeah, no, Penn State's got a pulse. Northwestern eh, once. That's too bad. Rutgers. They're not awful, Trent. They're not awful. They're not that's awful. True. That's true. Just one time for them. Uh, double plays, Illinois, they play a couple of times. Purdue, they get twice. Mm. Maryland just won. No, That's good. No, no. No, they get Maryland twice. Maryland twice. How many times do they get the Buckeyes? 
Ohio State scrolling through just one time towards the end of the season. Uh, they'll play them the fifth to last game. February 20th, that one at home, though. Uh, as excited as I am about that, you know how many times Iowa State gets TCU? Twice. Uh, Oklahoma? Twice. Oklahoma State? Twice. Uh, Kansas? <laughs> you get my point. Well, I love the you know, the, big, the Big 12 is a perfect number. It is a perfect number. See, everybody in football, home and, home and away uh, in basketball season. Well, let's spend some time on this then, because we would normally, we probably wouldn't have had a ton of time to talk about this game tonight in the NFL. Uh, it's one of the local teams, and, um, and, and both of these teams playing tonight. I think it's a... It's certainly an elimination game for the Bears. Yes, uh, the Cowboys sadly can probably—I say sadly—can probably afford to lose because the division is so pathetic. And whoever wins it, the bad part is they're going to get a home game. They're going to host a team in all likelihood, whether that be the Vikings or the Packers or Seattle, Seattle uh, that has a much better 49ers. record as them. Maybe the Niners. If Seattle clips the Niners, and they have them Week yeah. Seventeen at home. It'll be the 49ers going mm. to the Cowboys. You know who's getting up off the mat a little bit is the Rams. 7-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, see the story about the NFL today for the first time ever? Teams that are within a certain threshold can start selling playoff tickets to the general public. Really? And I think 16 so teams So they're going to hold your money. It. Yes. And this is not just for season ticket holders. That's always been the case. But this is for the general public. Mm-hmm. And some places it might be, I mean, Green Bay couple hundred tickets maybe is all that's available right. other places though you know 15 20 000 available tickets there and those are now open to the general public but the reason you said the rams that have popped into my mind they're one of those teams that actually doesn't fall into the threshold because they are considered four games back of a playoff spot with the tiebreakers the way that they currently are that they're that far behind that they're not allowed to put uh tickets on sale for a home game, yeah. Like that. Well, that makes sense, and you know that's just uh, that's just collecting interest and putting a whole bunch of money in the bank, and mm-hmm. um, and then you know, here's the worst part about that: how many times have you seen it where teams just apply that to your next year's season tickets? Right? Um, I don't know. I get why they're doing it, but at the same time, it seems like a money grab. But tonight's game itself, look, the Bears, if they have any hope, and I know that hope's still out there for this football team at six and six. Vikings have a two-game lead on you. The good news is you see the Vikings one more time. Uh, I think the Packers are home and cooled out. I think they're they're not being caught. You're a game ahead of the anybody in the NFC East. The Tampa Bay is right there with you. What we're looking at now is the Vikings would get a would get one of those wild cards, and then you go out west for the other ones. If the Rams are in it, whoever loses between the Seahawks and the Niners, it's a tough hill for these Bears. Trent, I, I, do you feel it six and six like you're alive? No, not at all. I they've won three out of four, but all three of those wins. Nothing really excited me about it. Well, Anthony Miller should excite because his plays his play is picked up, picked up. Mm-hmm. Still, he was a second round pick. You'd hope, right? You'd hope that. That's true. The last second round pick they used on a wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, was a lot better. Yeah, so than far. Anthony Miller mm-hmm. has been up to this point. I don't feel it. I, I know there's paths that are available. Even at nine and seven, they can still get in, but it doesn't have the feel Man, of a playoff I, team. I don't think at nine and seven they can still. And get I don't in. think so either. I, I don't think that path is very realistic. Really, what needs to happen is the Vikings need to fall apart. Well, and that's who they would be. That's who they would be counting on if they're mm-hmm. going to get in at nine and seven. And that would mean that the Vikings would go one and three down the stretch. I don't see that happening. And think of the Bears' schedule. Not just after tonight, what they finish with. They have Kansas City, 
Yeah, that's not going to be easy. Uh, Green Bay the week before that on the road well, in Lambeau. That's going to be difficult. Then they get that Kansas City game, and they finish up at Minnesota, right. as they yeah. seemingly always do to finish up at U.S. Bank Stadium. Trent, I think if you're a Bears fan right now and you're going to watch this first half, and if it's close, you're going to be thinking, yeah, I'm still in, they, they got me, I'm not out. And then if it starts to get out of hand, you're hoping they lose the rest of them to help the draft pick. That's kind of how I see things. <laughs> I just don't, I, I can't see a path. I just can't see a path uh, for them to get there because the Vikings are going to win another football game. What are the Vikes got left? I know they have everybody in the division and they have what's oh the Chargers Mm. because they got flexed out of Sunday night football. Which I think is the right move. I'm not sure it was the right game to put the Bills and the Steelers in that place. Uh the Titans have a good one maybe against was it the Colts? Uh but there was one that I thought maybe had a little bit more cachet than the one they moved to that one. Rams Cowboys. That's the same day? That is that's in Mm. the late window. How about your late window that day? There's a ton of games in week 15. Browns at Cardinals. Yeah. Jags at Raiders. Vikings at Chargers. Rams at Cowboys. And Atlanta at the 49ers. There's five games in the window. There's some weeks we have two. Right. Sadly. And they put five in that one. I, The NFL schedule makers, there are times I just don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. Well, it's got to be difficult to do in the first place, right? Sure. I mean, maybe not as difficult as MLB trying to schedule the Bucks. <laughs> that's season. difficult. You know, that's something that I, I would um, I would love to know with the process behind that. Because, you know, before the season's over, next year's MLB schedule comes out. The, the NFL doesn't get released until, what, about two weeks, one week before the draft? Yeah. Uh, they make a big deal out of it, which I get. It's the right thing to do. You make a big deal of it, too. Oh, I love when the schedule comes out. Absolutely. The first thing I do is I go to Thanksgiving. Then I go to Sunday night. Then I go to Monday night. Uh, maybe the first thing I do is go to Denver. Uh-huh. But very quickly after that, then I move to uh, the Thanksgiving. You know, we have Saturday games coming up in week 16. Oh, we do this yeah, year? Yeah, we okay. do. I think there's three of them. Huh. Uh, and they're all on the NFL Network. Do you have the schedule in front of you? The- I do. Saturday, December 21st. Noon game. Texans at Tampa. Okay. Bills at Patriots. All right. And the nightcap Rams at 49ers. You know what? It's not bad, is it? That's three pretty good games. I'm going to be watching that over the New Mexico Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) Not going to have to twist your arm. Count me in as well. On that one. Uh, Did you see the the Mike Florio tweet from earlier? What what do you think about Andrew Luck? And and Florio, there's nothing... not basing this, and by the way, if you if you saw the tweet and you went to the replies to the tweet, it's, it's worth it's worth your time because, as you would assume, um, but but Andrew Luck to the Raiders next year. I uh, yeah, he's still the Colts' property trend. Now here's the thing: the Raiders got a ton of draft picks, so oh. if they do, I mean, they got multiple ones from all of these trades that they've made over the years. This, I think. This conversation would have made a little more sense a few weeks ago when Jacoby Brissett was playing a lot better. He's not playing well right now, he's is not. he? He's really mm-hmm. struggling. And because of that, that maybe changes the conversation. But but has there been any... Have you seen anywhere that, that Luck is no misses the game at, even a little oh, bit? He's probably over in Nepal right now or something like that. Didn't he say he was going to go travel Well, him the and world? his wife just had a baby. Oh, they did? Yes. Okay. They just had a... They recently... I mean, within, certainly within the last month. Okay. Uh, I saw that come across. Anyways, we'll take a time out. We'll get Lee Sterling in here, go over some of his marquee games of the weekend. What's going to be the best game of the college games? Maybe the SEC championship? I think so. I think that one, I like Georgia in that spot. It feels like they've been waiting. Yeah. And Trent, if Georgia wins, there's going to be no change in the four playoff teams. Right. There isn't. Ohio State will beat Wisconsin. Clemson, even if they lose and they won't, they're not going anywhere. LSU, I think, can afford a loss to Georgia. Four beats two. 
And then what do you do? I think I think those top three teams can all afford a loss this weekend. Even mm-hmm. Clemson, with the way that it is, I think they still get in. I mean, unless Virginia would blow them out, which is ridiculous so, in its own right. So, so then we would see Clemson, Georgia, the two three, uh-huh. and LSU, Ohio State in the one four. How about that? Ohio State's got to be big LSU fans this weekend, don't they? Yeah, Wouldn't you rather see, see Utah or, or Utah, Oklahoma as opposed to having to see LSU? To kick things off, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this SEC championship's got a chance to be spectacular. You know, another uh, kind of intriguing part about that number one seed. So the number one seed gets to pick of the two bowl destinations, games, right? Where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Normally, I think that though Atlanta is closer for Ohio State, they would normally choose the Fiesta. I've heard something about flights much easier to Phoenix for them. They've been there before; those types of things, but because of who they would possibly play in that matchup. They certainly don't want to play Utah there. I mean, they can get to Phoenix much easier. And, of course, Oklahoma much closer as well. So mm-hmm. then instead they choose Atlanta for their destination. This uh, year. The games are on the 28th, the Fiesta Bowl. I th- well, they haven't determined which no, one's going to go first, have they? That will de- depend on who is where. And, of course, TV rating is going to dictate mm-hmm. a lot of that. Boy, the three games, have you noticed this? The the, the speculation out there is that it, it looks as though Iowa State, uh, the Texas World, uh, the Texas Bowl and the Cheez-It Bowl are in play. I think Liberty's the favorite. And it seems like, maybe not everybody, but most have Iowa going to the Holiday Bowl. Yes. Texas Bowl kicks off at 645. Holiday Bowl kicks off at 7. No. So you could have Iowa State and Iowa completely right on top of each other. No. The Cheez-It Bowl is the same night. It's 9.15, so if the Hawks are at the holiday and the clones do get sent to Phoenix, they're going to overlap again. Now, not as not as uh, significantly as Texas and all of it, but all three of those bowl games are on Friday, December 27th. Oh, boy. Scott Sipker's birthday. Not going to make it very easy on us, is it? No, it's not. We'll take a time out. We will come back. Uh, we'll hear from our buddy Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, as we take you up until noon. Cappy kicks off the 11 o'clock hour. Wade Looking Bill on Hawkeye Hoopsters at 11.20. Alex Halstead on Iowa State uh, coming up at about 11.35, 11.40. We take you until noon. Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Oh. 24 hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Cotton in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Take you until noon, busy 11 o'clock hour. David Kaplan from Chicago, former Hawkeye Hoopster Wade Looking Bill, Alex Halstead on Iowa State. Right now, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports Championship Weekend, Conference Champions will be crowned in college football. Lee, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Lee Sterling? Can't complain. Just uh, got back from a jog, did some shows in the morning. Oh, boy. Swimming in the pool. Uh, and uh, about, it's about uh, 72 degrees outside, so can't complain. <laughs> yeah, things are good. <laughs> well, let's get into uh, it. should be a good weekend. Sadly, it's yep. the last weekend. Uh, let's start in the SEC Maybe the chance to have the most competitive game, although Friday night should be fun as well. LSU, seven-point favorite over the Bulldogs of Georgia. So, Georgia, underrated as far as their defense. Everyone's talking about the LSU offense. And that them and Ohio State, two of the greatest offenses we've maybe ever seen in the last quarter century in the same year. But Georgia's defense is right up there. How about this? So they did give up 20 points to South Carolina, but one was on a pick six. Their defense has given up no more than 17 points in any game. Now, 
can we expect them to hold LSU to 17? Absolutely not. But I think they, they've got enough players at, at the key positions, and I'm talking about like rush guys and also linebackers that make plays in space and also a couple pretty good cornerbacks. They're going to just try to keep everything in front of them. Make LSU drive 12 to 15 plays when they have the ball, run the football. LSU's defense is vulnerable. I mean, they gave up 38 to Vandy, 20, 37 to Ole Miss. So motivation's there for Georgia. I think LSU's most likely in the college football playoff regardless of the outcome. I'm calling for the upset here, Georgia 34-31. Yeah. Wow, Not crazy the Bulldogs in that spot. Let's go to what we get the appetizer, and it's a good one for once on Friday night. The Pac-12 championship game, Oregon getting six and a half against Utah. The Utes have been dominating people. Oregon had that ugly performance a couple of weeks ago against Arizona State. Six and a half the number, Lee. How do you see it? So I, I think weather's going to be a big factor here. And this might be a game you might almost want to wait until close to game time to see what it's all about. The reason is they're forecasting in the mid-50s for game time, but 80% chance of rain and the wind's between 20 and 25 miles an hour. If that's the case here, I, I think... Certainly, Utah, that swings in their favor. Both quarterbacks are mobile, but Tyler Huntley has run for almost 300 yards and five touchdowns. He is the better dual-threat quarterback. Once you get to a bad field, it's the defense. And even though Oregon's defense is number two, they are a distant second. Utah's defense only allows 242 yards per game. Oregon's defense, 331 yards. And Utah had trouble scoring on the Oregon State defense last week and only put away Oregon State 24-10 with Oregon State playing with a backup quarterback here. And here's the clincher. Ducks 0-6 against the spread as a road underdog. Give me Utah here, 20-10. to We shall see. I think it's got to be a chance to be really good. I hope the Big Ten is a good game. I fear that it won't be. Ohio State's favored by 16 as they'll face Wisconsin and Indianapolis. So for Wisconsin to win this game, they would have probably had to play the outdoors and like <laughs> an absolute snowstorm to to slow down the speed of of Ohio State and their skilled players. But the game is indoors. Big advantage for Ohio State. Speed kills. Better skilled players, better team speed, better offense, better defense. Someone's telling me Wisconsin has a better defense. No. The Ohio State defense is fourth second, fourth, and first in run, pass, scoring, and total defense. And this is an offense that's averaging 50 points per game. I think Wisconsin might be able to keep it close for a half, just like last game. But Ohio State, they roll on here, 45-16. 45-16 and a cover for the Buckeyes. We go to early 11 a.m. Central time. Oklahoma-Baylor for the title tilt in the Big 12 from Jerry World. Oklahoma, eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Baylor dominated the beginning portions of this game in the regular season. Then it went the way of the Sooners in the second half. What do you see with the Bears and the Sooners? So three weeks ago, Baylor, I mean, they played their best half of the year. They're up 28-3 to over Oklahoma at home and still couldn't win the game. OU just made adjustments at the half and ran all over them the second half. The better team won. They control in that game in Waco. They had 34 first downs to Baylor's 18. They had possession of the ball for almost 42 of the 60 minutes. And OU's defense has played better the last three games here. And unless Baylor all of a sudden controls the clock, runs the football well, gets two plus turnovers more. 
than Oklahoma in the, in the turnover battle. I don't see it. I like Oklahoma 42-17. Going with Boomer. We finish up New England, Kansas City, and the NFL with our fifth pick. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports here with us. The Chiefs getting a field goal in Foxborough. So I have to admit, i got to be honest, last week was one of the most fun weekends. You get to see Nick Saban. Uh, get upset at a press conference after his loss, and Bill Belichick, uh, you know, he was very, let's just say, uncomfortable after their loss. So back-to-back fun days, two of my, well, not my favorite coaches. So uh, the trade line dreadline is passed here. New England's not getting Gronk back this year. They have no red zone spark, it seems like, and, I mean, the the Kansas City defense has made some changes uh, to their to their pass defense and and swapped out some personnel and uh, getting some guys healthy and guys playing way above what people thought they could play and I just they don't even need Patrick Mahomes to play his best anymore. I think the wrong team's favorite. I think New England's going down again for the second straight week. Give me Kansas City outright 27-20. Interesting. Well, let's stay in the NFL and let's stay in the here and now. Your game of the week is Dallas uh, and the Bears tonight at Soldier Field. If the folks want more information on that, how how do they reach you, Lee? Should be a fun one. This is a do-or-die game for both teams. They want to get this game for free. And also, I have two basketball games today. Give them three games for free. We've been on a roll in both football and basketball, so you want to hop on board. Uh, give you three games on me. Tonight's NFL game and also two basketball games. Just call 800-400-9741. First 10 callers will give them that for free. Nice way they can start the weekend, and they're interested in coming on board. Three of the last five years, we've won at least 67% of our bowl games. There's 44 of them this year. So we've got championship weekend this weekend. Four weeks left to the NFL, 44 bowl games, NFL playoffs, and Super Bowl. Normally, 497, you can get right now the entire, everything we've got, phone service through the Super Bowl, just 397 with coupon code SAVE100. It's available right now, ParamountSports.com. Lee, thank you. We will talk to you in advance of the bowl games, correct? Look for you. Two weeks from now, we'll do our college football bowl extravaganza. Look forward to it. Thank you, Lee. Enjoy the weekend. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Uh, your thoughts on his picks? I like his Chiefs pick. You do. I do, I do not. I like New England about okay. back this week. Uh, he's got Baylor uh, being blown out by Oklahoma. I hope he's wrong. I want to see the good game there. I'm leaning his direction. Okay. Style points important this weekend. For the, for them and for Utah. No mm-hmm. question about that. Yes. Uh, Lincoln Riley's going to try and score as often as they possibly can. Uh, he's right about the Big Ten. It needs to be outdoors. I, I, no, it needs to be outdoors, outdoors for Wisconsin to have a chance. Uh, I think the Badgers are sitting on something do here. Do you I, really? I don't know what it is. It's... I've watched Ohio Didn't State you say there. the same thing about Kansas last week? Well, I mean, come on. Are we going to throw out one bad pick? No, I'm just saying. Jeez. You, you just had the same gut feeling. That was at least Kansas coming off a, a game that they played well. Look, I'll give you credit for going out there um, on the Kansas limb. I don't know. Do you want me to go through the notebook and bring up some of your picks? Come oh, on Oh, God, no. Who's leading our contest, I by the way? I believe you're uh, you're not well in front, but it's getting a little tighter. You tighten it three. Up. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. I think three and a half games. you got a couple of ties You should there. be penalized for picking Kansas. Oh, how dare I should, That should cost you two. We'll come back. Uh, David Kaplan's going to lead off the 11 o'clock hour. Cappy's here. Wade Looking Bill is here. 
Alex Halstead is here as we talk Iowa State to finish out the program. Trent and I have another hour. It's Miller and Condon. Thanks for being with us. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.